1: I have helped hundreds of men. Maybe we're into the thousands now. I don't keep that good of track of my numbers, but I know we're at the very high hundreds. I've helped so many men get their banter skills in shape so that they're able to get women off of the internet or off the street and onto a date. Guys that don't know how to talk or have rehearsed plan lines or bad pickup artist moves don't get the dates. Girls want authenticity. And I can teach you how to authentically banter, create attraction, flirt, tease without offending her. I know that's a big thing you guys are always worried about. And be that smooth, easy breezy guy that you've always wanted to be. You can't do it unless you put in the work. So email me at kristen at Kristenandchill.com and we'll work something out. I want you to get your banter skills in shape. And if it's not your banter skills, I can make you a kick-ass profile. I've got the eye for it, baby. I know what women are looking for and I get guys so many matches. Why let all those guys get the matches when you can get them too? So again, email me at kristen at kristinandchill.com and we'll figure out exactly what you need to get your dating game where it should be, which is way up high. Right now, it might be ankle height. And unless you have really, really, really high ankles, that's not very high. So I'll hopefully see you at Kristenandchill.com.
0: Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the dictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have creative coach, creativity coach actually, and Tinder specialist, Michael Boothby, who Kristen and I both keep calling Michael Buble. Anyway, he delivers amazing information about how to master the art of Tinder usage. Tinder can be Tinder or Bumble or Hinge or any of the other apps, but he gives advice on the best practices for a wonderful profile picture and a wonderful profile so that women will want to look at your profile, will want to swipe right on you, and will want to respond to you when you write to them. So keep listening.
1: Hey, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Ask Women podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Kristen Carney here, along with Marnie Kinris. You guys know us. You love us. That's why you're here. And today we have uh, Michael Booth... What is going on in my life that I? can't Because you want to say Michael Bublé. That's probably why. <laughs> I write yeah, yeah, that but all the time. Like, Thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I have the same thing every time that you, you would write to me, like, "Oh my God, Michael Bublé
1: is writing." I'm okay with <laughs> yeah. that. I am <sighs>
2: totally okay. with
1: <laughs> It gets God, so insane. Okay. Well, yeah. if you can sing like he can, I get, but get my, Michael there. Boothby. Yeah.
2: Boothby. Boothby. Boothby.
1: Yes. Michael Bublé. Like, like um, think of but, a,
2: a bumblebee in a toll booth, a booth bee.
1: Right. A booth bee. I <laughs> like booth-, booth bees because okay, they're yeah, not in my sense. room. <laughs> they're in a booth and exactly. not on me. There That's fine <laughs> me. So Michael, you're a, you're a writer and creativity coach. Yes. And I want to know more about that, but I know you found out about some things about dating through our podcast. And I did. Tell us your story. Yeah.
2: So, um, I was in, co- who are you? <laughs> yeah, who <laughs> am I? Oh, existential crisis. No. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I was, it was like five years ago back in college and I was awful with women and like, seriously, I'm not proud of this, but like since the age of 15, I've just devoured self-help books. So
0: <laughs> why are you not That's proud so of that? I don't know. Yeah. Right. I,
2: I don't know. I had three sisters. Um, I have a twin sister and two older sisters and, I, I, I like them, but, like, we never really talked oh, wow. about dating, you know? It was one of those things I just – I didn't really get the information, so I had to find other sources. So yeah. back – it was, you know, like 2008. I was, like, in middle school at the time, and that's, like, when the, the book The Game came out, and I was like, wow, this is crazy. And then all of Wait, these – Wait, how old are you now? I'm are 27. You, are you,
0: like tw- – Okay. Yeah, Yeah, I was gonna say that's a long time ago. Okay. Exactly. This is this is amazing. Don't ever downplay (laughs) the fact that you were into self plus now it's two thousand nineteen. This is like the trend (laughs) to be improving yourself. Cool. be proud of it. It's so
1: weird. It's so crazy to me that at fifteen you would into self-help because I feel like at 15 you're not even a self yet. Like you have to have a self in order to help it.
2: Yeah. So it's He's a twin and aggressive. living with
0: three women in his house, <laughs> three sisters. Of course he needed self-help. You figure that out a lot sooner when you're yeah. in that situation. Yeah. I
2: think I read, um, yeah, I read The Power of Now when I was like 15 or 16 and I was like, it just really no. resonated with me. I was like, this is okay. cool. <laughs> wow. um, and so I feel like that's when I kind of went on this, this spiritual path. But, you know, exactly. And I felt that, you know, dating was just another part of that because uh yeah when i was younger like all i did all i did was play video games um which i'm sure yeah i'm sure there's a lot of men too like all my friends all we did was we'd meet up and like drink mountain dew and play video games you know and then suddenly it was like you know high school and it's like oh wait we're interested in girls i'm like oh shit i don't have any social skills (laughs) right
0: especially because you're hyped up and all the yeah exactly
2: (laughs) Which don't 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 drink that anymore. Uh, but um, yeah, so it will not be
1: a sponsor of the I show. Like no, Ma- they will not. <laughs> Mountain Dew seems like it should have like an age limit rather than alcohol. You have to be a certain age to drink it, like over the age. Oh, right. Mountain Dew. I think yeah. you have to be <laughs> under the age of twenty-one to drink it,
2: and oh, anyone yeah. drinking yeah.
1: it above that age should get a ticket.
2: Oh my god! Something. Yeah, I was. Uh, did you guys watch? There was a documentary on on Hulu about the Dana Carvey show.
0: Oh, I loved it. Oh, yeah.
2: They, they, they did a sketch one time. A show that
0: never happened yeah, or Yeah, they, like they that? did a
2: sketch on the show when Mountain Dew was their sponsor. And it was just two guys and one of them sitting at the Mountain Dew. And just he just goes, what does that look like to you? <laughs> and he's you know the whole game of the sketch is like don't say piss, but that's what we're implying, oh. <laughs> and which is why they got canceled. Which, but I was like, man, exactly. the balls of that show. That's uh, a yeah. that's awesome.
0: <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Anyways, well, continue. Yeah. So you were you were fifteen, drinking Mountain Dew, drinking, and thinking, oh, we know nothing about girls. Exactly.
2: Um, so I started. Getting into kind of like the pickup literature, there's all these like pickup artists back back then. Because now it's it's kind of passé. Now you're not you're not a pickup artist. Yes. you're you're a dating coach. Um, but back then yeah. all this stuff was like really novel, and it was all like social psychology, um, you know, body language, and it's funny. It's all the stuff that now I realize, like I I ended up learning through performing and through improvisational theater and stand up comedy yeah. and music, and I'm like, wow. And so I just. Started to see all those connections. I mean, and that's what the, the book ended up being. But back then it's like I just read anything that I could get my hands on. And Amazing. I think eventually I think I think it was in college when I discovered you and like the wing girl method, because it was you no, know, it was you, and then I was into this other thing called uh the day game blueprint, which were these two British guys. Yeah, it was um yes. Andy, his name his name's Andy Yasha and um yeah. who was the other guy? Oh, he was I totally forget, but there's so many people. Yeah, and there's so many, and people. they were they were they were amazing. I mean, they they came out with this thing, and, and they were teaching guys how to just go up to women in the streets and just create a really genuine and attractive conversation. Um, and they, I yeah. think, they probably went around the whole world doing um, boot camps and trainings. And he he even went so far; he would get like you know infield microphones, and he'd be like listening to the conversation and be like feeding. His client's like words, which is I was like, Man, that's that's so cool. <laughs> which back yeah. back when I was like in college, I was like, I wish I had money. I would pay for that. That sounds incredible. Um Yeah. But anyways, he and he ended up actually he I think he changed his name because then he wrote a really amazing book um called Red Knight. Um, and he spent like a year studying Carl Jung and like archetypes, and he created this book and like the Red Knight model that was all about um, like just the different archetypes of attraction, and and I thought it was it was probably one of the best dating books I ever read. Um,
0: all right, we don't need to talk about <laughs> exactly. other people's
2: dating books being wonderful. But and the, the Winged is, no, I'm sure, it is OG. fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways,
0: <laughs> I think he died. last I think last he died, <laughs> and
2: it's all crap now. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I ended up doing a webinar with him on the trickster archetype and teaching guys how to, it, I essentially took the content of my book and um, essentially made a workshop, a webinar about how to use comedy on dates um, because I think that's super important. Hey. And, and, yeah. Yeah. Right. Hey,
1: You're <laughs> stepping on my biz.
2: Hey, I know.
1: Seriously. Should we end the show now? It's ridiculous. Um, Michael yeah. Bublé, it's been nice singing to you. <laughs> you gotta go. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Go so back to your singing okay. career. You're not cutting it as a dating coach. Wait, so that's interesting. Cause I mean, humor is a huge thing. And that was obviously something that you were skilled at. So you learned how to leverage yeah. that.
2: Yeah, exactly. And okay. that's kind of what I'm doing now with um you know, all of my all of my skills with, you know, writing, comedy, um, and improv. And that's like that's what this is what I'm now starting to teach guys and, and girls, actually. I actually I'm doing um a workshop tonight at my house called uh, Presence Practice. And how it's going to work is people are going to come in. Uh, we're going to do about 30 minutes of breath work and meditation, followed by an hour of improv exercises with uh, the goal of just Maybe. getting as present as possible.
1: And then everyone goes home with a Mountain Dew. Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: <Hard to get laughs> Thanks for it. coming. Well, okay. Yeah. So,
1: so,
0: so your specialty is a creativity yeah. coach, but. Well, what do you want to talk about more? Because I'm actually fascinated by sure. both things. I want to know about Tinder, but then I want to know about the creativity coach. Right. So, so the first step is obviously, you know, learning to tap into your own creativity, exactly. right? Yeah. And okay, so how how do you yeah? Do this? So
2: this started. Um, I was living in New Zealand. Um, that's actually when I when I started writing the book. But before I wrote the book, I was living in uh, the town of Wanaka, which is a tiny ski town on the yeah. Southern Island. And I decided to teach an improv class just because I was like, I, I missed it, and and the only way to do improv is to do it with other people who know improv. So I said, no, I'll teach a class. Yeah. And so ten ski bums took a chance on me and came to my class for every week for like ten weeks and. And after those ten weeks, I mean, they were good. They were they were expressing themselves like never before. Some of them, when when I first met them, were very introverted, um, but by the end, my God, they were they were so expressive and and they were all hilarious. You know, they were teaching me things, and um, yeah. And how I kind of well,
0: can yeah, I just interrupt sure. you for one second? What what do you think happened? Like, what, so I always talk about yeah. improv. So w- what is it about improv that gets people to unlock this inner yeah. Wit. like what why suddenly are people able to be funny or like why why does it work yeah uh
2: i think it, it's because improv uh helps people to to stop judging themselves um because i i believe that everybody has the potential to to be creative and the only thing mm-hmm. stopping people from being creative is is themselves and their own mm-hmm. judgment about their own thoughts. You know, you will have a thought. You know, we, we have so many thoughts throughout our day. But, you know, how many people have a thought and go, oh, that's stupid. Or, you know, like, I'm not worthy of that thought. Oh, you know, that's, I'm, not a, I'm not a creative person. People have these beliefs about themselves. And w- that's what yeah. improv teaches It teaches you to get out of your own way. You know, that's like a lot of the exercise we'll be doing tonight because I I imagine a lot of the people coming have have never done improv before will just be uh, exercises to get people talking, to get people laughing and to get people just just saying whatever's coming to their head and not judging it, which I I think you can see how that connects to to dating as well.
0: Completely. Because even while you were talking about all the doubts that would go on around mm-hmm. being creative and funny, all I hear are my clients who say, Oh, I was gonna approach her, but then I thought she had a boyfriend. Right. She didn't want to be they approached justify, or it, yeah. I'm <laughs> gonna be crazy. They justify it, yeah. And they don't they don't do it and they miss out on countless
2: opportunities. Exactly. And and those opportunities exist in the dating world, but they also exist in, in the rest of the world. You know, whatever if you want to mm-hmm. make new friends, uh, business uh, dating, you know, it's it's all just in being open. And when get when you see someone and having that thought, uh, and just just going and expressing it to them.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Okay, so that's wonderful. So you're gonna be you're gonna be helping people tap into their creativity. So let's jump to the most important piece that I wanted to, okay. to talk about with you is this Tinder book. Yes. So.
1: D- tell me about like okay so the so words kristen, tinder and book are like the biggest oxymoron <laughs> of all time i love it
2: yeah
0: so, so how, how do you become a master at tinder like t- kristen is the only one that's yeah. properly been on it i've obviously okay. you know helped people with their profiles i've also cool. taken people's phone and swiped for them so i've had the experience but never as a single person so how, how do you how do you become a master on tinder you uh, and not want to kill yourself. Yeah, right.
2: um, well, some, it's a thing. Sometimes you will. You definitely will want to kill yourself. Sometimes I know, I know, I did, but uh, you know, trial and error. It really was trial and error. And uh, like I talk about this uh, in my book, but in the introduction of just, you know, how did I become an expert on Tinder? And it started off, I listened to your podcast and you're like, if you're single, you got to get on Tinder. I said, well, okay, I'm going to get on Tinder. I went on that afternoon and I was like, what is this? You have such
0: power. You
2: know? Yeah. <laughs> More influential. Yeah. Um, and I love that. Yeah. So I remember I went over to my friend's house and we we were just like smoking pot hanging out and we're like, dude, you gotta download this app. And we both just were swiping and we both would get a match. And my friend, like we we, we used to just like smoke pot and like freestyle rap. Like that's what we would (laughs) do. We would just like, you know, we would just improvise and like, you know, rap back and forth. And so we had this app and we're like, wait a minute. What if we wrote girls raps, and and that's what we yeah. would do? Like, in, like <laughs> sometimes we and I call it, you know, like back back in college, we played a lot of beer pong, um, and there was a move in beer pong called the celeb shot, which is when you take a shot for somebody else, and that's what we would do. So we would just like I'd be like, "Oh, I got a match," and he'd go, "Let me write a poem, okay?" And he would go and would write a rap or a poem, Love and you know, it'd be like eight ten lines. It was crazy. Like I I would not advocate doing this today, but um, the thing is, it got responses. Um, and I'm sure it yeah. did,
0: especially eight years ago,
2: for sure. Exactly, and and it's funny because my, my friend ended up ended up uh, working for my friend's startup uh, as a as a sales guy, and he used the same tactic to reach executives. He would send them emails with poems. No, he yeah, he did. He would send them poems. And I've used this even in my adult life to get jobs. And and just you know, I would send an email w- with like a rap or a poem to the hiring manager, and they'd go, "Who's this guy?" And, and they you yeah. know, and they would. Put in my that application would catch my exactly totally. I didn't always get the job, but you know, I'd get to like a first round interview. <laughs> yeah, Which is, for
0: sure. Oh my god. Yeah, that's like yeah, the catch of somebody's attention. It's different. It's unique. It's taking a chance. It's frisky. It means a lot about a person. Exactly.
2: Um, yeah. So that was kind of like the, the practice years, and then uh, you know, and, and it was amazing. Though. As soon as I started using Tinder, my junior, my my dating life skyrocketed. I was going on so many dates with women who I never would have met otherwise, you know, cause they weren't in my classes. Right. And, you know, I, by then I was also getting up into like my senior year, I was just like writing a history thesis. You know, I, I didn't have a lot of classes like those big classes anymore. Right. Um, yeah, I remember that the summer of after my senior year, I, I went on so many dates. So I was like, man, this is great. Um, but that's awesome. Yeah. And then, um, but then after that I, I worked on a cruise ship, uh, for eight months, that was my first job out of college. And, There's no Tinder on a cruise ship, but my God, if I could write a book about dating on cruise ships, that shit was crazy. Oh, yeah. It's just...
0: It's like island theory, for sure. Everybody becomes more attractive. Yeah, It's like, you know, being at summer camp. Yeah. So I want to take a step back. Okay, so so let's let's get to Tinder. Okay. So after you realize that, you know, the raps and the poems were highly successful, which you said nowadays you wouldn't do, what do you... do you say for pictures and for first messages to girls? Because like I will be honest, yeah. it's online, especially Tinder, is all superficial at first. Cause all you see is that person's pictures. right, and right away you have to have a gut reaction to how right. that person looks. So do you have best
2: tips yeah, of or course. Best practices for people? Of course. And yeah, I would even to, argue that because you know, I've heard that oh, Tinder's shallow, you know, swipe right. But but you know, how is that any different from real life? You know, if you're out at a bar or at an event and you see a beautiful woman you know, and you, you look at her and then she looks at you. Is that, you know, you got a match swipe right. It's the same thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. The difference is, is that it's not a three-dimensional person and you don't really allow room for that person to interact with you. That could give you more substance. That's where I get that people are a bit negative towards the shallowness of it. I don't say or think that it's shallow. I just think it is initially based on something super... the outside appearance of how a person looks and how you receive right. that information yeah. in the moment before you swipe right or you swipe left onto the left onto the next exactly. person.
2: Exactly, yeah. And, you know, it's designed to be that way. You know, it's designed to be a game. I mean, I think it, w- it was designed to be a hookup app for, it was designed for like the college demographic. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure the founders were they were, I think they were like in college and were like, what would be a great way to hook up? Oh, is that. How
0: can we get lots ex- of STDs in a short period exactly
2: of time? Exactly. <laughs> um, which is crazy <laughs> though, because it's turned into something so much more. Like I, I, I made an anonymous survey for my book and I sent it out to friends and friends of friends around the world. And I, so many people reached out to me and said, I, I, I'm married. I met my partner on Tinder and I was like, wow, well yeah. this is like, you know, this is more than just a hookup app. Um, But to bring it back around to, you know, best practices as far as, you know, the profile, that's what, that's what chapter one is called, stand out from the pack, express yourself.
0: (laughs) I love that.
2: And so that's, you know, I think that's the most important thing because your profile is the first message that you're sending to the world. You know, it's the first impression people get of you. So what message are you sending? And what I found in my research is that most people have no idea how to write about themselves.
0: I agree. So how
2: do you exactly. do Exactly. So my rule with the pictures and bio, it's, you know, keep it short and sweet, you know, but leave enough for people to get an idea, you know, of what you're like. You know, so I, I like to call it like breadcrumb theory or, you know, try, think of like Hansel and Gretel. You know, you want to leave, you know, designing a profile, you want to leave enough information so that they know where to go, the breadcrumbs, you know, but not enough so that they can see the house. You know, you don't want to give your life story, you know, and unlike Hansel and Gretel, who ended up getting stewed alive, you know, your fate is you get a date, <laughs> which is way better.
0: Right. Well, wait, before you go into this 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 profile message, I want to I jump back okay. to the pictures. Is there like a best practice for the, the pictures?
2: yeah i um here hold on let me let me pull, pull up a manuscript i'm i'm still like going through the whole draft but i i say for your first picture it should uh it should just be a picture of your face like think of like a headshot it doesn't have to necessarily be a professional headshot but it should be your face in good light you know because that's it's kind of your calling card right you know when people are swiping that's the first thing they see so you want that to be kind of you just your face and you want people to click you and then go into your other photos. So.
0: Right.
1: So do you think that people should get professional pictures taken? What do you, wait, Kristen, what do you think of that? I'm not a huge fan of the professional picture thing because there's s- something to be said about a guy who's not trying too hard and a picture of, a, you know, like whenever I would see a guy with a headshot on, on Tinder or Bumble genuinely, I don't care who they were. I would swipe left Cause it just screamed. It screamed cheesy to me, and I you know want the total opposite of that. So when people are like, I don't have professional photos. I'm like, good, good. Be a normal human. This like posing in a suit with like whatever is so unnatural, and I think um, it's it's a bad move. I, I think at least in people in our age bracket, maybe some people find it attractive, but I I know that. Like with Marnie and I, I speak for us. Where I would say, but definitely we're kind no. of disheveled
0: people on our own, so I don't <laughs> know. if Somebody, we're
1: not, but we're like, I'm you know, like, if if you're
0: sweatpants right now in my closet, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just, I, I'm just thinking, like maybe another another corporate type woman who likes to be all buttoned up. May find yeah, that maybe right. Right. I don't know, but I'm just mm-hmm. saying for me, it's not the greatest. If there was some other like in the moment, but still looking suave and awesome yes. picture that you could do, exactly. that would be more appealing Right, put together. Yes. Right? I don't want to see the shoveled bump. Yeah, I want to see put together. Which
2: I, I realized, yeah, I just pulled up the manuscript. And what I said was a for your first picture, a picture of your face with a natural smile on it. You know, yeah, and I even, sure. I even wrote using a professional headshot, maybe a bit much as your expression may seem forced, but you do want a picture that shows your face in good light um, because you don't yeah. want, and if that's the yeah, only
0: one that you have exactly. yeah, posted, you, you know,
2: you, and you, it's better you don't others. want potential dates wondering what you look like or who you are. And I see this, I saw this a lot with women where their first, po- first photo is a group photo and I'm like, and you know what that tells me, it tells me that you don't feel confident. And just putting yourself out there, and because I would mm-hmm. see a lot of those profiles, and every picture would be a group photo, and it's like I don't, I don't even know who you are, um, right? So that's what I say. I say avoid the group photos and leave the sunglasses and Halloween masks at home. Yeah, do you? Th-
1: I always think maybe having one group photo just to show one or two See, just to yeah. show that and it doesn't have to be a huge group but just to show yeah, that other friend. people want to be around that's, that's, you i think is yeah. important so
2: this section is called the picture perfect formula so that was number three the third photo i say i have a candid photo of you a group shot of you doing something you love with your friends because exactly you want to show people that you have friends and are not a serial killer right <laughs> you know because if all of your of all of your shots are just you that's not it's great weird. it's weird. i've seen
1: those i've seen plenty of those i'm like eh, this guy definitely has people in his basement and they're not breathing right right um <laughs> but then when it's all guys you know with just all men and their, or you know, friends and their pictures. Yeah. It's like who, who exactly. are you, and why do you are you? Depend- and he's hotter exactly. than exactly. Why do I want? Right, exactly. Need- and why do you depend
2: on your friends so much for your exactly. own validation? That's what and it that's means, exactly. Yeah. Is that's what? So I would say, like, your third photo should be a group photo, and, and you should, maybe that's your only one. And, and that photo is there exactly to show people that you're not a serial killer or a total weirdo. That you at least have the basic social skills to have friends.
1: Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna catch exactly. someone who's a serial killer, but also has friends, and we're be like, damn it! We thought we weeded you out, serial killer, because you had it was, friends. It was Dexter, but <laughs> it was Dexter. Yeah, you know, had a wife
2: and had exactly. a wife and kids. You know, and if if he can have mm-hmm. pictures with his wife and kids, you know, so can you.
1: <laughs> right, right. Yeah.
2: So even if you are a serial killer, be better.
1: <laughs> be, be, a be a social. one. Be a social one. At
2: least give them a good time before you kill them. <laughs> totally. But, which is what my book's about now. Oh my god. Um, so yeah, that's what I say. I say that's like, so your first photo is, um, exactly just a natural picture of, of your face in good light. Um, I, I say for your second photo, just do a, a picture of you doing an activity you love by yourself, you know, and, and this is just to be expressive. Like, what are you passionate about? You know, um, I, I have a rule for my photos and it's, it's, um, every photo you put in your dating profile should tell a story, right? Yeah, you know, because because then you ha- now you have your bio and your photos, but now your photos are like a second bio where people could it, pe- people should be able to look at a photo of you and be able to c- like craft a statement on it or comment on it in in a, in a way. So that way, even they don't even have to read your bio, but you have the bio there also, and we'll get to that next. Um, so let's see. I have that, and then the group photo, then number four. I wrote another expressive photo of you doing another activity, either alone or with friends. And then the last two are my wild cards. Uh, (laughs) I wrote, for wild card one, if you have pictures with cute animals, throw them in because everybody loves cute animals. And it's an easy conversation starter. True. Um, yeah. and then wildcard two, I wrote a photo of yourself expressing an emotion not seen in previous photos. What excites you, makes you happy, confuses you, startles you, you know? Uh, and again, this is all just a basic template to follow if you have no idea yeah. where to start, but I mean, if
0: you have rocking pictures of other things exactly. that, you know, are passionate and interesting, you don't have to follow, follow these exactly. guidelines, but if you're a little confused on
1: where to start, I mean, this is a good, a good set of rules to follow. We're going to take a quick- to- Oh, oh sorry. sorry, sorry. Go on, go on. I, I just I talked to a guy yesterday who doesn't really do online dating because he's like, I don't take pictures. Oh God! And so that's a lot of sure. people. They're like, I don't take pictures. What else don't I don't you know do know what to do. Jesus. <laughs> right. yeah, well,
0: that's the thing. That's my first piece of advice. <laughs> yeah. is, well, then get your ass out yeah. there and do something social so that you have things to take pictures yeah. of. Exactly.
2: Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. yeah like you, you, everybody everybody okay. has a smartphone now. There's there's really no excuse to not have photos of you doing anything. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. But listen, I'm the same way. I'm like, ah, me. But that's probably where I because I'm maybe not so confident right now to have my picture taken. So I understand. But the thing is, is that you know if you're gonna be putting yourself out there, people want to see pictures, and you gotta suck it up. Yeah. And, and let I people potentially yeah. judge you.
1: And just don't put, sorry, I kind of checked out for a minute there. I don't know if you guys noticed I was a little MIA uh, because I got a really horrific phone call just now, but um, which (laughs) (laughs) whatever, but uh, I don't know if you've already said this, but don't just have one Uh, photo.
2: Yeah.
1: That's creepy. That's serial killer. I did did also write
2: everyone (laughs) should have at least two pictures, one clear face shot and one clear body shot where it's obvious who you are.
1: Yeah, if there's less, if there's less, I would say if there's less than like three, I'm concerned, yeah. is like, are they hiding something? Yeah. So hmm, anyway, but we can take that yeah. break.
0: Yes. Here is your break, people. <laughs> you need it after this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back.
1: With all the things that we have going on in our lives it's impossible to remember little tasks. And one of those little tasks would be getting rid of or canceling subscriptions that you don't use anymore. And we have a solution for you. It used to be called Truebill, now known as Rocket Money. Rocket Money makes it so easy to cancel those subscriptions that you don't want anymore, you don't care about anymore, that you don't even know if you have anymore, or maybe that you're even being double charged for. So download the app right now and it shows you all your subscriptions in one place and then cancels for you whatever you don't still want. Rocket Money can even find subscriptions you didn't even know you were paying for. To cancel a subscription, all you have to do is literally press Cancel and Rocket Money takes care of the rest, it's so easy. So get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com ask. Seriously, it could save you hundreds per year. That's hundreds you could be spending on a better wardrobe, on taking a lady out to a nice dinner. That's rocketmoney.com ask. Cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now at rocketmoney.com ask. Do you guys like betting? I bet you do. And if you do, you should go to betonline.ag because BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting for football and basketball this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. Always your continued source for sports wagering information. BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. You gotta do it. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf games and events. Head to BetOnline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. That's 50%. Make sure you use promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards.
2: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
0: If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting, or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting, they can't flirt their way out of a paper bag, but as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty and you'll find out all about it. All right, we hey. are back with Michael Bublé. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> no, Michael Boothby, Either. who is telling us all about his Tinder learnings, I guess that's what I'll, I'll call them because it's what you what you learned mm. over time. Tinder uh, teachings. Caused mm. great...
2: The alliteration. Tinder yeah. teachings.
0: <laughs> yes, Tinder teachings. Interesting. So now, before we were talking about the pictures and then you had jumped into the profile and I stopped you. So let's get into the the profile now because I, I, I know that this is a big area of difficulty for a lot of men. And most... And, you know, Kristen gets to read a lot of profiles too. So I don't know if she's going to have the same feedback. But... Most of the guys who send me over profiles, it it literally reads like, I'm going to say something socially so wrong, so I'm not going to say it, but like like a, mm-hmm. a robot on the other end. It, it, it sounds like yeah. a dumb person yeah. on the other side, like who just like, just learned how to speak. I like crayons. I like this. I do yes. this. My job is this.
1: As we're sitting here on my computer, what I'm looking at is a profile from Bumble that mm. I'm analyzing for a guy. And my number one feedback is going to be for him get specific yeah. because everything in his profile, he's like, I like podcasts. I like, you know, anything general, but he doesn't get specific. So if like you like podcasts. Cool. I like podcasts, but maybe they're podcasts that don't talk about mm. the same thing whatsoever. So we're not connecting just because we like podcasts, but what kind of podcast? Um, it says he likes history. And uh, documentaries. Okay, well, are those historical documentaries or just documentaries? Like, get specific. Which documentaries do you like? Which podcasts do you like? So, there's always yeah. a super broad theme that yeah. I'm see- that I'm seeing that doesn't make sense to me.
0: Yeah. Well, so so Michael, what would you suggest for guys like that in terms yeah. of? Because I know we're just giving broad guidance. How would you actually help that person do that? And what would you advise?
2: Right. So I say in my book. Um, You know, when writing a Tinder bio, I think of like, think of yourself like a comedian, like you're writing a bio for yourself as a comedian, which, which back in New Zealand, I had to do, you know, if I wanted to get booked, I had to have a bio about, you know, that kind of had my personality injected into it, you know, and kind of my style into it. So, um you know, at at the very least, you know, you have to inject your personality into it. You don't need your life story in there, but you need to, uh, How do
0: you do that if you think you don't have a personality? Because I think that that may be what's limiting people as well. It's like they're really not sure of what their personality is. Yeah,
1: I think Michael and I are doing something so similar right now. So I really want to jump in here a lot and I'm trying to hold back. Yeah. But uh, a guy that I talked to yesterday, I noticed that anything that I asked him, he was like, um, well, I don't really, you know, it doesn't, I don't care or I'm not really into it or he didn't have any specific opinions mm. or point of view. Yeah. And so I, what I did with him on the phone was I started listing objects or not objects, things. And I wanted him to give a super strong opinion on it mm, to show like me that. some personality. Yeah. yeah so like, some viewpoint. You know, yeah. yeah. Cause I said, you know, what kind of girl's are you into? And he was like, Oh, um, I don't really know, you know, my type or whatever. So I said, okay, so let's like, you know, let's go through a list. So I said, McDonald's, yeah. what's your opinion on McDonald's? And he was like, um, tasty. And I'm like, okay, well you <laughs> like McDonald's own the fact that you fucking like McDonald's yeah, well, and maybe it's not McDonald's. To like, McDonald's. like be whatever your, your opinions are really hold them
2: to at a 10. Uh, at a ten.
1: Yeah. Like just for at least, to begin with, you don't want to be a 10 all the time. Exactly, but
2: exactly. like
1: Larry David in Curb Enthusiasm, he says that like on the show, that's him at a 10, like cranked up all the way. He's not like that in everyday life, but you have to apply that to your dating apps. You need to crank that up. Yeah. Um, and, and then back it down so you're not super obnoxious all the time. Right. Or at least crank it up that you don't really have any strong opinions
0: and why you don't have strong opinions.
2: exactly. Exactly own it. Own the shit out of being boring. If you, if you want to be boring and you love it, that's, that's funny to me. That's amazing.
1: Right. Hey, <laughs> I don't want to do
2: I'm looking for someone to do nothing with. That, there's a girl out there <laughs> who wants that.
1: Right. Like you said, put a picture up doing what you're passionate about. Mine would be literally sitting and staring on a couch.
2: Exactly. Exactly. And, somebody and that's else so funny. Like, that is my dream hilarious, girl. That's that, hilarious that would be if you're like right. Louie, really you just on a couch, like staring out at nothing with a blanket. Doing my cash. favorite that's hobby. So funny. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And even so, I think yeah.
1: people. I think people. But are it's not even meant to, to, to be funny. It's 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 fact meant to exactly. just show who you are. Exactly. Yeah. It's meant to, to be own expressive. Who you are. Exactly. exactly. Yeah.
2: And uh, that's another tip I, I ask um, or I put in my book is you know if, if you don't know yourself or you think you don't have a voice or personality then like how would your best friend describe you in three words and and if, if you don't know ask them everyone's on messenger now just shoot them a message hey how would you describe me in three words if, if you did that with five of your friends you'd have an you'd have an idea of who you are you yeah you have yeah. a
0: profile there you'd you have go a profile. exactly
2: it's you you're outsourcing it now you know um, and beyond that, I also encourage like, you know, what phrases, you know, expressions like do you love, you know, or, you know, pop culture. And that's, that's another thing I realized doing, uh, you know, starting stand up comedy is like I had one joke that just like I didn't even think it was a great joke, but it referenced Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And so and for some reason, every time I said Oompa Loompas, everyone would laugh, even though I didn't think the joke was that good. Because people, it's like this, there's this weird thing in comedy where people just like, oh, we know the thing and they laugh.
1: Right. now, we get it. We're on board with you. Exactly.
2: Exactly. It's like
1: the, the calling out the elephant in the room. Like I always say, if a girl doesn't have a bio, you comment on the fact in your opening line that she doesn't have a bio in some sort of creative way, but you don't, you don't let her like walk all over you essentially and make you work extra hard to look for extra details in her pictures no. to try to find something to talk about. Like no. you just call out the elephant in the room and then go well, forward what from
0: would there. You call it Actually for both of
1: you, yeah. you guys are comedians. I'd like to hear
0: the, the funny ways that you would call that out. Well, like I would oh, say something
1: like your bio is exactly at my reading level or something like that, <laughs> you know, it's like there's movie. no bio I can't read. So You know, little bit of a joke, a little playful, calling it out but not being a dick about it. But you know, what about like
0: nice tips? Sorry, but I had nothing else to comment. uh, I I
2: wouldn't. No, I wouldn't do that. That's like I'm kidding. I'm. I would probably say something like, "Oh, I I noticed you don't have a a bio. You must be. You must be a, a mysterious woman." You know, like an assumption. You know, you make an assumption, and she, and then from that she'll go. Oh, you know, it, it, you're, you're kind of, it's like improv, you're introducing a game. So if if this was an ideal conversation, if I said something like that, and she responded with, like, oh, you have no idea. You know, you don't even know the half of it. Now the game's on. Now we're playing. Now she's this woman of mystery, and I'm just, like, this detective. Or, you know, Yeah,
0: Yeah. well, actually, I I have a question for you. How long do you let that go on for without veering it towards something new? Because I have this one client who wrote to me today, like, he was writing and saying, well, he's like trying out all these lines that he learned from other people, and it's just not working online. And I was like, he sent me a screenshot of how... You're doing this. So he, the first message he wrote was basically saying, oh my God, you're totally falling in love with me, which is like a generic line, but it happened to catch her attention. She wrote back and she was sort of like, "Mm, why are you saying that? Still sort of saying like, are you really a real person? Is that just the only cheesy line that you have? which in my mind could have been an opportunity for him to sort of latch on to what she said in that paragraph. And so then he wrote back something about her falling in love with him. And then he said, oh, what kind of trouble are we going to get into today? Oh, yeah. So it was like another line where I was like, oh my, like, he just didn't, res- for me, it was literally like, oh my yeah, it's god, too much, painful to read that. So, but how, So again, how do you know how long to continue on this path of mystery and like, how do you get that to right. the next so level So that's Exactly.
2: That's the difference between the first part of the conversation and the second. Yeah, so step one, you know, shine a light on something. Um, in, you know, whether that's in their bio or uh, their pictures. But, you know, and ideally shine a light in a fun and interesting way. Uh, but at the very least, just shine a light on something. Um, and then once you've done that and she's responded, um, the next is play. You want to play that game, whatever the game is, you know, like that scene, you play this scene um, and you're just seeing if she's playing back. Um, But once once she's played back, like I honestly would say exchange like like four or five messages back and forth. But at this point, if if she's if if you've both agreed and you're playing this game, it's you're attracted to each other. So now you transition and you make plans, which is honestly at this point, that's when I would just be like. So, you know, coffee or tea, <laughs> you know, or, you know, when are you free? Hey, I'm free these dates. Um, and then you, you kind of leave the ball in their court. Or even I've said, hey, I'm having great, you know, I'm having a great conversation. Here's my number and I'll just leave it. Because if they're actually interested in me, they're going to text me. And once they've texted me, now I know we're just making plans and we're, I'm getting ready for the date.
0: How often have girls texted you?
2: Pretty consistently. If, if we were playing a game and it was going okay. well, they would text me.
0: Kristen, do you do that? Do I
1: text back right away? Well, like, so if a guy puts it in your hands and says, okay, here's oh. my number, text me. If I was super into him, maybe, but no. Generally, like, if he gave me his number and I didn't really have a reason to want to connect with him at that point well, yet. Okay, so no. that's saying
0: you're not interested. So that's basically, like, the teller. Are we going to continue having this back and forth online? Here's the actual proof you know, yeah, of if whether I'm, or if, not you're into If it. I was having fun in person, definitely, or maybe, but... No, not in person. On Like, if you're having person... If you're having... Sorry, oh, I word. see. Tongue is tied. Yeah. If you're having fun online and he says, okay, here's my number, text me. Like, kind of saying he's going to be away from his... computer. I don't even know why you would transfer over, but to transfer you over in- to texting inter- from talking on the app.
1: Interestingly... Would you do it? Interestingly, I think my, in my experience, guys always gave... I always gave guys my number and they always texted me. I don't even remember giving my number to a guy. In my experience, the, the number situation always came down to him, maybe because I drag my feet or don't really put it out there and then they have to offer it. Right. But yeah, I never get a guy's number from, from the internet. I only give. But if you re- if you liked him and he did say, text me, you would? I'd, I'd be a little bit turned off, I think. I think there's something attractive about it, but at the same time, a little bit like, well, no, you text me. Like, I'm the girl. I think I'm a little old-fashioned, so I think I would be like, okay, well, mm. that was kind of dickish. Really? Okay. Yeah. But I'm also thrown off right now because, <laughs> a little side note, as we were taping, and um, Michael, just so you know, and I know the audience knows at this point, and it's not like I lost a child, but my dog died uh, last week. Aww. And just now, I'm you know, I, I muted because I saw the vet was calling and I answered Aww. and I was having him cremated. And it was just the most like bizarre way to tell someone she, the woman was like, hi, just want to let you know, Han Solo's ready to pick up. But like, yeah. he's in a box in ashes. Like Aww, he's, he's not like, getting picked up from school, like the way yeah. she just said that. So yeah. I'm totally thrown off right now and I'm yeah. like shaking. So
2: uh, I'm yeah, a little out
1: nice. of sorts. So my apologies.
2: Um, it's okay. I, that. No, I, I understand <laughs> but like how that. How fucked up is that? Yeah. yeah like, it's real fucked can up. Can you
1: not say like, oh, hi, Han Solo's ready. Okay. See you then. Bye. Like it's it's I think, weird. He's uh, I think literally some, in ashes yeah. in a box. Just anyway. So um, I think that... that-
2: veterinarians could use some, some improv training to (laughs) to have some compassion, you know, Uh, I know you do this every day, but you know, we should still treat everyone like um, their loved animal just died. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Well, that's, see, that's the whole, that's, that's something interesting to take note of as well that you, that you, yeah. yeah, how you present things is really important. It is like the the tonality of your voice and even the tonality of your texts and messages are really really important. I mean, that's a little bit harder because you can't always tell what somebody is expressing with their words. But I I think a good piece of advice, separate from everything you've said about Tinder, but the good piece of advice is 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 for people to take an improvisation class. I I, I push it so hard all the time because it's so important. You learn about nuances. You learn about self-expression. You learn about being present. You learn about holding awkwardness and holding silences. And you really learn, for me at least, how to develop your wit. Yeah. Um, Because you can try it in a safe space to see what lands, what doesn't land, what people respond to, what doesn't respond to. If you were to go out in the real world and try things, it would take yeah. way longer to right. do that, and like you literally get feedback from people. So, um, I, I am I am going to wrap up this show because, but I I think that the 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 information you've been. Giving to everybody. It's just, it's just fantastic and really yeah. helpful. And I don't want to give away all your goodies. Oh, yeah. There's, so there's I'm gonna a lot. <laughs> I'm gonna stop you from Thanks. from digging into your book too much. But if people want to get a copy of of your book on Tinder, which is based from years of research and obviously you've discovered some funny, interesting, different things that people can try. Where can they get this book?
2: Right. So, yeah, it'll be on Amazon uh, pretty soon. I'm just finalizing uh, the draft. Uh, but it's, it, it'll be called uh, Message with Purpose, Swipe Dating Simplified.
0: Perfect. Okay, wonderful. Well, thank you, yeah. Michael Boothby, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> for being on the show. Next and time, we are going to make you sing, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> sure. And sorry, Kristen, that you got that news from that hideous book. Like, why would yeah. you
1: say that? I just
0: I don't, don't know why, because how people's, how people's brains work. But because she's maybe Hi. in her experience, she's done this a million times where she's really depressed on the other end and people oh. don't respond. Hi, well. so like, let's try a new thing, <laughs> yeah. a chipper, so that the other person can also be. Hey, girl, you know the dead dogs the ready to get thing. picked
1: up, see you tomorrow. Bye. Yeah, come on and get him.
0: Like, we'll be. Side note for two, for two seconds, yeah. uh, Jay Larson, who's been on our show before, Kristen, you want to listen to this? He is going to be on. Curb Your Enthusiasm. No. Yeah. He did an audition with him, with Larry. Oh, he would totally
1: get along with and Larry.
0: He, he, That's oh, awesome. Oh, and they improvs. He had a blast. It was really good. Anyway, That's he's awesome. going to be on the show. So people who know Jay Larson, who's been on our show, uh, he'll be coming up on Curb Your Enthusiasm in this coming cool. season, which is pretty, That's pretty awesome. freaking cool. Anyway. You guys are wonderful, both of you. You can go check out Michael's book shortly. Hopefully, it'll be up by the time this podcast goes live. If not, I don't know if you can put it on the wish list or write it down somewhere so that you know to go back and look for it. Um, new episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. Don't, come on, don't be silly and download individual episodes. I'm still trying to stay away from saying the word idiot. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you're going to be silly. more about it. I know. So every time I like stumble over that, but yeah, come on, just go and subscribe. Don't be foolish and download individual episodes. It's a waste of time. You can just get it automatically into your feed of podcasts and so you can listen to us all the time anywhere you want. If you want to write in questions for overanalyze this, send them into ask at askwomenpodcast.com and hopefully we will answer them on air or I will respond to you privately and give you answers if I take too long to respond on the show. Anyway, you guys are awesome. We'll see you next week.